0: Welcome back to another episode of Triple Play Fantasy Behind the Analyst Series. I am Zach at FF Chalupa Batman, and today I am joined by one of the newest writers of uh, Fantasy Pros, also part of Club Fantasy, known for DFS and Chill, the DFS queen herself. We got Kira. How's it going, Kira?
1: What's going on, Zach? I'm good. I'm excited to do this with you here tonight. I know it's a long time coming, so I... Hope it was well worth the wait.
0: (laughs) Always. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't, haven't watched any episodes yet, uh, we are not going to be talking about Kira's, uh, greatest fantasy takes, uh, coming up for her sleepers for 2022, even her DFS picks for whenever. Um, and I'm sure all those are wonderful takes, but really we want to focus on, on the fantasy analyst and behind the fantasy analyst. We're going beyond that. Um, talking about more about kind of what got you here. Um, and more along those lines. So hopefully you're ready to, to have some fun. Yes, Sam, I, hope, I hope everyone's
1: ready to, to know about me. I'm, I've got a weird little life. <laughs>
0: uh, that, that, that's what this show is all about. We're, yeah. we're excited to, to talk with you. So we'll start off with an easy one. Um, did you play any sports growing up?
1: Okay. So I did play sports literally from the moment that uh, I pretty much could pick up a baseball bat or throw a ball or anything like that. My family uh, loves sports. My um, my uncle actually has season tickets to the Philadelphia Eagles, which is what got me into being such a huge football fan, huge Philadelphia Eagle fan in general. And from the moment that I could play anything, because sports was always on my TV, that's what I've seen all the time. um, I played t-ball when I was four. You're supposed to start when you're five or something like that. They got me in early because I begged so bad. Um, but mostly throughout like my adult life I played hockey on um, since girls couldn't play football I know now it's like a bigger deal for girls to be like more involved they started playing football it's actually more common but back when I was growing up we didn't have that like the coolest thing I could do is watch football and root for a football team as badly as you know I wish I could have played and I'm super jealous that girls get that opportunity now I guess this is like, The closest thing I could do to get to being able to still play is just take the nerdy side of it and uh, dissect it because when I love something I can't just love it in a small dose it has to be you know just engulf myself in football so that's what really got me started into fantasy football um but yeah mostly a hockey player my whole entire life I played field hockey street hockey ice hockey any kind of hockey anything that was physical was fun to me so hockey it is (laughs)
0: What position did you play in hockey?
1: Um, so in field hockey, I was a goalie. Um, whenever I played ice hockey, I played as like a mid, uh, a wing, something like that. Um, and in street hockey, I was a goalie. Uh, I, was only, <clears throat> I was only not a goalie in ice hockey because at the time, uh, it was just so damn expensive to play ice hockey. Uh, my school didn't have a team or anything like that, so I had to play with the Travel League. And when I played with the Travel League, I uh, – that was expensive to play alone and my mom and dad were like you know hey she the end of the day she is a female so we don't we don't have to go this hard with this and why don't you just play as a play as a player keep it like that and I was good at it so uh, I I just let it be that.
0: Fair enough and you mentioned before this kind of led to your your passion of sports and sounds like the Eagles to to pursue fantasy football so is that what got you into it was just trying something new with, with fantasy football?
1: Um, I think that you know I loved football so much. I love the Eagles. Oh, oh. Sorry, sorry about that. My Old dog brother,
0: Finley. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know he had a he had a talk for me. He's just as uh, vocal as I am. No, my, my mom's washer broke, so she's doing laundry at my house, and he thinks someone's robbing us. Uh, but um, what was the question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: so, your passion for sports. Uh, it sounds like that led you into fantasy football and fantasy sports in general
1: yeah so i think that you know it was cool to watch sports and i think every time that the thing about like with football for me was um whenever i played something i always would watch the players with it and i think that with football, since I couldn't play, the other cool way to get involved was to coach my own fantasy. Well, not coach, but like have my own fantasy football team and, you know, find my own skill with that to be good with that. So I think that, you know, uh, it got popular when I was probably in high school, it started coming out. Everyone, you know, played on ESPN only. I don't know if Yahoo even had a thing at the time or something like that, like back back in the day. Um and I got involved with it with a bunch of people from work and it was fun. And it was competitive to be able to, you know, talk shit amongst them all the time. And, you know, I sucked badly when I first started playing fantasy football. Um, all I really knew was the Philadelphia Eagles. I needed to learn people. And I think from feeling like, OK, I can't let all these dudes just continually kick my ass and give me their mo- like give my money away to them for free every single season. So uh, I got a little more invested in wanting to learn how do I how do I beat them you know and that led to me doing my own research that led to me doing my own things and my own strategies and I found other analysts that you know I was like wow you know I sit here and put in just as much effort as them and they're giving me the same advice that I could give back you know um so it eventually just led to me being like hey you know what you're passionate about this you love this you're good at it so why don't you just why don't you do something about it why don't you try to try to be somebody with it
0: oh that's awesome yeah um, and then. There's really no good way to segue into this. We were talking uh, off camera before. So yeah. if you're okay with discussing it, you know, go, go into as much or as little detail as you want. But mm-hmm. um, do you want to talk about how sustaining a brain hemorrhage several years ago, how that impacted your life and then kind of how it impacted you in fantasy football?
1: Yeah, so that, that was pretty major. And I think it's the one thing that like almost next to nobody really knows about me unless you grew up around me or something like that. So people in the fantasy football community don't really know. Um, That like five, six years ago now, um, I was in a car accident and I sustained a brain hemorrhage. And from that, you know, I had to learn how to talk appropriately again. I used to talk with a slur, um, which gave me like immense social anxiety. I never wanted to talk to anybody because I would talk really slow and like careful. And like, it's a really weird thing. But I had to go through um, like almost like a speech therapy to do that again. Um, I had to learn how to walk appropriately up and down stairs again. Um, I actually have short term memory loss, which greatly affects me when I do stuff with football, Um, just because, you know, you asked me a question a second ago and I I literally forgot it because something small distracted me and I can't pick back up and remember. So when I'm podcasting, when I'm doing all that, I have so many notes in front of me. I write down stuff that I want to remember all the time, even when I'm watching a game. I'm sitting there in my iPhone. There's so many notes of just nothingness in there because I'm like, I need to remember this because I know if I don't write this down, I'm never remembering this. So it's actually kind of crazy that I could talk football like I do. Because real, realistically, you know, my brain works against me all the time. And uh, I, I feel like the rain man of football. I can sit here and tell you, you know, crazy statistics throughout the week of what happened during games. But if you ask me what I did this morning or like <laughs> what would you eat for lunch, uh, it would take me a second to do that. So I don't know. Maybe by the grace of God, like for some reason, it just kept my football memory pretty good. Um, but it, it seems to stick for me in doing that. But it's definitely something hard to overcome. Um, I remember like when I was starting out, just uh, starting to do my articles and everything like that. Um, I was super nervous to commit to doing fantasy football and to writing because I actually, when I had my brain hemorrhage on. Um, I also had a ton of problems with my vision. My eyes went really bad. They went from 20-20 to I have a problem where they don't focus at the same time. So reading and writing and being on a computer is extremely strenuous. Uh, Sometimes my eyes hurt so bad that I can't even bear to look at lighting, like lights in a screen. So um, when I first started out, that's why I thanked Club Fantasy so much for dealing with me, I would say, you know, they they understood like when I'd be like, you know, I just worked the full shift at work. I don't know if I could get this article out in a timely manner. I feel really bad. But, you know, my eyes are just jacked right now. There's no way that I could I could look at a computer screen. And I've gotten really good at it. Now I figured out like my own um schedule where I don't have those problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning they really work with me in finding what worked for me and they never got upset with me they never got mad at me they were always understanding like hey (laughs) we don't know anything about that so if that's something that's hard for you then then we get it we're cool we're gonna help you through it and by them doing that it built my confidence that hey you can still do this like you just have to find i've always had to find a different way to make things work and it's always it's always worked out so um as bad as as crazy as it sounds to be like hey this girl had a brain bleed. You know what I mean. Uh, it's terrible when I say it, but it really, you know, there's silver lining to to all of that happening. Um, I just found other ways to make things work.
0: Uh, I appreciate you sharing that because, I mean, honestly, until we talked about it, I had I had no idea. You put yeah. out quality content. Uh, you do a great job. So, I mean, I don't think anybody would really know it again unless you, you share it. So, I appreciate yeah. you sharing it on, Even on this uh, interview.
1: When I was in Canton, I felt really bad. So when I went to the Fantasy Football Expo, another thing that, you know, with my, with my memory and with like those problems, like I felt so bad when someone would introduce themselves to me and they'd be like, hey, you know, I, I, I talked to you on Twitter. I do something. On I'm like, if unless we converse a lot, if it was like a one time thing or, you know, I followed you a while ago, or you followed me recently, I might, I just might not remember. And it's not because you're not memorable. <laughs> like I always tell people, please don't think you're not memorable because I don't remember you. It's literally my brain working against me. And uh, I felt really bad when I would introduce myself. Mm-hmm. To, like I, it, it was just awful for me to have to be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I'm getting much better with it as, as the years go by.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I would love to get a, the fancy football expo sometime. I, I would assume we, name tags would be a requirement just in general we do have them
1: yes they're, they're on there but people need to put like their twitter handle i feel like yeah. like you know <laughs> twitter you handle maybe
0: your avi at the time <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> honestly i need your small picture of what you look like on there because some people don't even have a picture either so that makes it even harder um, and uh they would just be like hello my name is kira well i need you to put hello my name is fantasy ff kira or else i might have a hard time <laughs>
0: yeah and it, it's always in august so shout out to to mm-hmm. scott fishbowl but that's when everyone's has all their avi's too for scott fishbowl so no oh, one yeah. really has, has pictures going on right now so you're like, I <laughs> yeah
1: it switches over really <laughs> jacks me the hell up
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh so your big thing is, is dfs is I, at least for me that's what i feel like you're mm-hmm. for. that's how I, I know you the best um so you crushed it in 2021 if, if no one's Hopefully everyone's paying attention, uh, but, but you had a great, <laughs> a great 2021 season for DFS. So what led you to focus on DFS for fantasy football creation? Cause that's not like it's popular, but it's probably not the most popular. It's, no, it's not,
1: you know, it sucks that it's not the most popular, but I think that's really just because, you know, the whole country hasn't legalized gambling. So not everybody could get in on the DFS fund. And I think that, you know, our audience is a little bit smaller now until you know everyone does legalize sports gambling um but honestly i said in uh when i announced that i was going to be working with the fantasy pros that initially you know when club, club fantasy approached me um i really like my bread and butter and things that i love is redraft and dynasty like those were the two things that i wanted to write about that's what i wanted to get into and they're like well we need somebody for dfs and i'm like all right <clears throat> i played dfs and stuff like that but it wasn't like my favorite thing or what I was like the best at or something, or in my opinion at that time. So when they asked me to do that, I'm like, you know, I really got to nail this. I really got to start like looking into what makes a great DFS player, what, what it takes to, you know, and I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of hours and it takes a lot of research and analytics and it takes, you know, looking up. It's ownerships and there's so, mu- so many things about DFS it goes into it much more than honestly in Redraft and Dynasty to be able to figure out some really good value plays and great plays for the week on. Um, so really, it's all because of opportunity. Like if, if Club Fantasy never asked me to do DFS, I don't know that I ever even would have got into it, but because of them, it was such a big deal to me that I did because Not a lot of women are talking about DFS, that's one thing, and not a lot of people really are in general just because it isn't the most popular um, part of fantasy football, um, given, given its legalization, but because of that that's you know that's how fantasy pros found me that's what made them ask me hey do you want to go on this podcast with joe pisapia and because of that opportunity they're like hey do you want to write for us so i thought that was extremely cool and i'm super thankful for dfs and if i have to be known as the dfs queen for forever i am totally cool with that
0: <laughs> that's awesome I'll take also, I, mean, I have very little dfs experience but i feel like it's it's got to be a lot of pressure too as an analyst of uh, with with redraft or dynasty i mean I can throw out whatever take I want and yes like oh, well it was good for a week it didn't hit now sorry about that but like with DFS like you have to be on point every mm-hmm. week I mean you're literally putting money on the line
1: right uh, it almost uh it reminds me of course this happened <laughs> my dog hit the thing again hold on I'll
0: fix this no worries
1: so it kind of me back to almost like when Uh, from being a goalie back in the day so when you're a goalie in sports you have like one job to do almost like what a kicker has in in football you miss a kick you miss a goal you're the asshole like you (laughs) all the pressures on you you had one job and you didn't do it so I think that that honestly mentally prepares me for DFS because I only make so many choices and when they don't hit they totally flop it looks bad. You know, it's like, wow, why do I even listen to you? Like you're terrible. Um, But when you get them right, you know, you look fantastic and you can't get everything right. It's almost, you know, being a fantasy analyst is like predicting the weather. It's like a weatherman, you know, I'd say they're definitely more, wrong way more than us. There's some more skill to it, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's definitely, definitely a lot more pressure in DFS than it is in, you know, redraft or something. People are a lot more forgiving. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's great. That uh, makes a lot of sense. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a, you're going into your third year of, of creating content, right?
1: Yes. This will be my third year.
0: Oh, I said, okay.
1: uh, I always make the reference. First year I was a rookie. <laughs> Second year I was looking for my breakout. And then now I'm hoping I take a third year leap. That's the goal. <laughs> very,
0: very I don't know what doing. I'm
1: going to come up with for the fourth year, but I'll come up with something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like the fantasy sports space is just growing rapidly, yeah. which I think is great. I think it's a lot of diverse content. I mean, you have people on TikTok now give, giving fantasy advice, which some of it's great. Some of it I would question. But hey, oh, yeah, and, and w- whatever you want to put out there is is great. But uh, do you have any advice for someone who maybe is thinking about getting into the fantasy space or just got in um, as someone who's you've been very successful, um, but you're still pr- pretty new to it yourself? Um, right. Any advice?
1: No, I have have a lot of advice actually for them because I was so timid about getting myself started. And um, honestly, I think, you know, I said a lot, a lot of it is like, you don't just log on one day and, you know, the next morning you have even a hundred followers. It's not like you could, you could have the best takes, you could write the best articles. You could, you know, you could really just give your absolute all for a year (laughs) and you're going to do it for free. I'm going to let you know that right now that you're going to do so much content and things for free that you just, you're like, why am I doing this? For who? For what? I'm not even being compensated. I'm not. Uh, I'm putting in all these hours. I'm putting in all this work and I can't even get a job out of this. I can't get a thousand followers. I, I can't get anyone to pay attention to me. And you'd be so surprised, like, All those nights where you put in all that work and effort, all those uh, just thankless things that you do, someone's watching you, someone's, you know, looking at that and, you know, how do we trust you and knowing that you're good at what you do unless you put information out there for us, you know, you're not going to get a full-time job your first year doing it, you know, unless you're one of the luckiest people on planet earth, you know, I was discouraged so many times, you know, I'd be so tired coming home from work and having to finish Kira's cash grabs and I'd be like, why do I even do this? You know, and I'm like, who's who's reading this? Who's looking at this? And then the next day I'd get a DM from someone that's like, oh my God, dude, you just won me $3,000 in in this tournament because I picked this guy. I read your article and, you know, something would always come back and make it so gratifying and awesome. And I always thought, you know, I had a lot of people that were supportive of me on Twitter, but not necessarily in my real life. Like there would be people who are like, dude, who do you think you are? Matthew Barry? Like, you, you know, why should I listen to you? Why should I, you have like 200 followers? Uh, no one reads your article. No one watches your podcast. Like I'd have people that just were really discouraging. Um, I think because they're intimidated. Also, you have to realize like, when you put yourself out there, people, have an opinion and they'll still use it, whether it's good or bad. Not everyone's a good person and not everyone's supportive. And I think it's important that you just stick to what you believe in, believe in yourself, keep working because somebody's going to notice it and it's going to pay off and it's all going to make sense someday, but you can't quit while it's hard because it's just, you're never going to get anywhere. If you don't keep going, you just want to stay the route, trust the process, keep going, just just do it. And I promise you that you will get somewhere with doing so. I mean, it took me two years to really get to where I want to be at. And that was two years of free work and, and, and just nothingness, you know, like I went from under a thousand followers. I probably had like 500 if I was lucky the first year that I did it. And now we're at like, we're just climbing from 3,500. It just keeps growing. And, you know, I've, I've got to talk to some of the biggest names in football. So um, you'd be you'd be surprised how far you can come with with what you accomplish.
0: No, that's great advice. Um, I know, I mean, even speaking for myself, like I just started last year. Um, so we're going on close to about nine months now. And you feel really vulnerable putting out your content. Um, <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, maybe nobody reads it or, or listens, but even if one person does, I mean... Mm-hmm. Our, all of our goals are to help people win. And we yeah. know we're not going to be right 100% of the time, but you're you're putting your name to something. You're, you're hey, this is, I did all this research. I did, or hopefully you did the research. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah you gotta, the that's style. another yeah. thing. Please do the work because yeah. you can't just be out there, you know, making wild guesses that you think someone's, give them a reason, give people a reason to trust you when you're talking, be like, hey, these are who I like this week. And this is why this is the process of, that I had of why I want to pick these players, and I think that people can trust you by saying, "Hey, they really put in put in the work to do it." But yeah, that's the thing. Even if you know I started out, my article got less than a hundred people looking at it, and then it turned into a couple hundred, to almost thousand people looking. At, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, you don't. It's just like anything. You don't become an overnight celebrity. You don't become an overnight on um, anything. You know, so the CEO of a company didn't just become the boss. One day, you know, unless they were someone rich and they got lucky, you know. But other than that, if you're a self-made person, it takes work, and it's always going to take work, but it's worth it.
0: No, I, I appreciate all that advice. Um, hopefully, that, even if that helps one person, I mean, that's what we're here for, for um, sure. So I would great. like
1: someone to tell me that, you know. So,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, someone out there is listening, and hey, just yeah. give, it, give it a try. Even if you're just writing for yourself or making a video for yourself, and just put it out there even for, like you said for free for no company i mean just have fun with it yeah what, and we all we know do.
1: how nerve-wracking it is to you know put our opinion out there because it is fantasy football and you don't know if you're right until after sunday and <laughs> so you put those those uh your hard work out there and if you see it you know flop which hey it it's going to sometimes you know you're not going to be 100 for 100 every time uh you're gonna be wrong a lot that's going to happen it's a game of a lot of uh Versatility, a lot of variables in that game. Things could happen. People get hurt. Things things change. You know, weather matters sometimes. It's, uh, schemes change. Like, you're not always going to be right. But don't let that discourage you. Just look back, see what you did wrong, why you got it wrong, and correct it next time. And just keep keep coming back for more.
0: Perfect. And then, uh, so I have some rapid fire questions for you. Yeah, you're you Game it. for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you can, if you want to do a one word answer, that's fine. If you want to give some context. Uh, to help state your case, so that's fine, too. Sure. Um, I'm not going to lie. Some of these are controversial. Uh, th- <laughs> no, I saw you. them.
1: They are a little bit controversial, yeah.
0: Th- th- thank you, Twitter. Uh, you might but, be uh,
1: passionate about one of them.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, all the passion. Just know that no matter what, as people watch this, no matter what you say, someone's going to agree with you and someone will absolutely disagree with you. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, they're, they're, they're those kind of
0: questions. No pressure. So the, f- the first one, do you pour cereal or milk first in the bowl?
1: Okay, so I definitely pour my cereal then milk because I just I don't know. I thought that everyone did that. (laughs) I think that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're the same way or not. But I feel like that's just standard. That's how like if it just feels wrong to pour the milk first. If there was a commercial, I feel like they're pouring the cereal and then putting milk on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not. not And I don't.
1: I don't want it soggy either. That's Mm -hmm. important.
0: No worries, not, not to put my own spin on it, because like I said, we want to be about you. But yeah, it is definitely cereal first, but this is a shout out to Cooter Doodle uh, for, for starting this whole controversy, and it's been a lot of fun to, to watch people just give their takes.
1: Do we know what the ratio is? Is like, Do most people pour cereal first? I would hope.
0: I have not on seen a poll. I, I have to believe cereal has to be the majority, but I feel like the milk first people are very proud and loud in a good way, <laughs> um, so, so you just might hear about it more.
1: Yeah, people are proud to be different. I know it
0: and that, that's okay <laughs> uh, so i'll next try one. it
1: tomorrow morning to see how i really feel like i'll just do it and be like you know what it actually worked better for me
0: <laughs> could be groundbreaking yeah uh, the next one is a hot dog a sandwich
1: um no only because i would say if someone's like, hey, do you want to – will you make me a sandwich? They're not going to be like, well, do you want turkey or a hot dog? You know what I mean? So I'll say that a uh, hot dog isn't a sandwich just because I wouldn't classify it as a sandwich in that way. But I know if we're looking at a menu at a restaurant, it might be under sandwiches.
0: <laughs> right. A lot of controversy in, in the club fantasy. Uh, <laughs> <Shacker>. <laughs> it's, it's
1: over club the club hot dog thing. Mm-hmm. How do you yep. feel about it?
0: Uh, I don't want to give my take. Um uh, <laughs> I think it's whatever you want it to be. It's It's unique. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy with that hot dog, you go for it. (laughs) Uh, Should toilet paper hang over or under the roll? All
1: right. So this is one that like, I personally never, ever cared about in my whole entire life. I didn't really even know this was a controversial thing. I just put it on however I put it on at one point until uh, I, I actually dated somebody that like was like, why the hell do you put it on like that? Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. And (laughs) I was like, well, which way is it supposed to go? What is everyone doing? And I had no idea this whole time that when people come over, they're judging my toilet paper roll. Mm -hmm. And apparently, (laughs) the appropriate way is for it to be over,
0: I guess. I believe that is more popular, but there are plenty of people that that do like
1: it. Yeah. So I'm in the category of I don't care. But ever since I felt judged by it, I put it over.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Uh, is pineapple an acceptable pizza topping?
1: Okay, no. Hell no. So uh, where I live, I'm from Northeast PA, and uh, a lot a lot of where I'm from is very pizza competitive. Like, you know, we're close to New York in a way, and New York thinks they have the best pizza on planet Earth, and I get it. But uh in my area, if you're putting pineapple on pizza, that's just like, we're judging you. That's not cool. I mean, I, I, I don't think that it tastes bad. I've had Hawaiian pizza and it's pretty good, but um, it's not my first choice. It would be like my absolute last choice since it's because someone else ordered it and I'm just like, why the hell did you do that? But whatever, I'm hungry kind of thing. But yeah, I'm not a fan of pineapple pizza.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, do, we'll- do
1: not think it's a good idea. <laughs>
0: last question you are stuck on an island but you are able to listen to music what is the one album you would choose to listen to on that island
1: okay so i had a hard time when i thought about this because i wanted to pick college dropout from kanye west but like honestly i like so much early kanye in general that if i could just get a list of his albums up until like I'll even take Life of Pablo. Everything after that, I really didn't love. But uh, I'm a big Kanye fan. That might lose me some followers because I know he is like uh, America's, what did he call himself? Once upon a time, he's like America's yeah. most unwanted or something like that. Um, but his all of his music early on was like how to help build. He, he really, he said, if you're a fan of Kanye, you're a fan of yourself because that means that you have... You listen, and that helps build your self esteem. So, I think if I was on the album or on an album, an island, and I needed some albums for some self esteem to get myself the hell off of there or something, I could listen to some Kanye and muster up the courage to get out.
0: <laughs> great choice, great choice. Yeah, yeah. late <laughs> registration is up there for me too.
1: Yeah, late registration really. I mean, so many of his first couple ones there were just I could play them all the way through, and and they're just so good. So
0: yeah. Go. Well, that was my last rapid fire question. Hopefully, it wasn't too rough for you there but I, yeah. like i said, I, I promise you people are watching this right now like freaking out because <laughs> they agree with you or they're freaking out because they absolutely disagree with you
1: right they want to say something to like cut me off and be like hey, pineapple does belong on pizza it's the most delicious thing it's my favorite food but you know a lot of the world so if i go anywhere out of pennsylvania or out of new york or out of the area i can't find good pizza like good pizza is hard to find where are you from zach
0: I'm from Maryland. I live down in you're Florida. From Maryland. Now.
1: Okay. So, so for us, like pizza's like a number one food group. Like we love pizza up here because we have so much good pizza. Um so maybe the rest of the country needs pineapple on their pizza to make it taste better. But if you're somewhere where pizza's authentically good, I need to keep fruit off of it. <laughs> 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 you know, all the Italian pizza companies in the area here would just like be Rolling over, but they'll throw it on there for you, I guess.
0: <laughs> hey, whatever makes the business right.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever makes people happy. I'm off. I'm all for the people. If you want pineapple on your pizza, that's fine, but just don't put on mine.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join us and, and sharing so much about yourself. I, I hope everyone enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about about behind the DFS Queen. Um, so, <laughs> can you can you just share with everyone uh, where they can find you and your work?
1: Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Twitter, at my handle here, fantasy with the PH, fantasy FF Kira, um, on Twitter on, um, I don't really do social medias as far as like, uh, Instagram or Facebook is really just more of my personal life. If you want to catch me with football, it's going to be on Twitter. Um, also I, you can find my work on club fantasy. We do DFS and chill. Um, right now it's going to be every Saturday because of playoffs, but in season that's every Sunday, um, where we just, go over the main slate and we'll talk about all the good plays that you want to have and people want to pick out Um, this upcoming season. I'm going to be working with fantasy pros. So you'll be able to find my work on there. Um, I think I start in March possibly. Yeah. So sometime in March, you'll see some of my articles on there. And of course I'll be sharing them through Twitter. I'm really excited about that. Um, And hopefully we can still continue depending on how busy I am uh, over at fantasy pros. I'm hoping to keep up with Kira's cash grabs um, and you'll find that over on club Fantasy ffl.com as
0: well. Awesome. And for all of you guys either listening or watching, either watching this on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel, or you're listening to this on the Triple Play Fantasy podcast channel, make sure you subscribe to either one or both. Uh, we have a lot of great content coming out this off season and going into the season. I don't want you to miss that. So again, I'm Zach at FF Chalupa Batman. Thank you again, Kira. Uh, Everyone, Thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure.
1: Yeah, I, I was so excited to do this and, and I'm happy that I did. So thanks for having me. Awesome.
0: Glad to hear it.